You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. Today, we're going to talk about something kind of fun. Um, gamification and rewards and guests and what do guests want? Uh, you know, how do you engage with them and how do you reward them so that it makes sense and it keeps them coming back? Um, and with me today is Aaron Loebliner, who's the chief client officer at Cataboom. Uh, so welcome, Aaron. Um, so first, you know, tell me about Cataboom you know, what you do, you know, particularly with a, you know, emphasis on the on the restaurant space and then, you know, what your role as chief client officer is. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Well, first of all, super excited to be here. I love all the stuff you've done. Listen to many of the podcasts. I love, love some of the guests and conversations. So, I mean, is supporting the industry. It's, it's really important. And so appreciate the work that you're doing. Um, chief client officer. So I've been I've been with Cataboom going on three months now. Um, it's a great, it, you know, as I, as I tried to figure out even what I was going to do is, as I evolved my career and I surveyed the marketplace, I, I, I just really immediately stuck and had this, this affinity to what, what these folks are doing in the space. And, um, we'll dive into it more, you know, as we go on, but just really amazing tech platform or how we're supporting consumer engagement and how do we use incentives and engagement and engagement to really drive behavior change. Um, using like what we like to call it kind of intrinsic and extrinsic rewards, right? And how we're going to do this. And so, you know, I've, I've been able to come in as this, as, as this role of chief client officer and really helping lead our clients, right? And that's my focus is how do we support our clients in doing best in class activations to drive their business and what their specific goals are. And so under my purview is, you know, new business development, um, really putting the structure around account management and kind of strategic thinking around that. And, and and also marketing, and so you know I'm able to touch all 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 the parts of our business, and um, it's just really exciting to now get this this out there and um, coming. We have we have some really banner clients, um, brands that we all know and love and and trust, and they trust us, um, and and that's been exciting to hear what our clients are saying about us. It's one of the main reasons I I joined the company is is how excited the clients are uh, for what we're able to do on their businesses. Um, and then just continue to try to expand that. So that that's that's a little bit about me and and, and Cataboom and and excited to 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 dive more into all things gamification and consumer incentives. So you mentioned some of the clients are. Can you name anyone and you know kind of give a general uh, framework of of how the process is of you working with? Sure. Uh, you know, we we work with several. Big clients. So we work across, I think it's probably 10 or 11 different verticals. Um, restaurants are, are, are one of the, the those and one of the primary ones we work within. So, but even just more broadly, we work on, on T-Mobile and especially within T-Mobile Tuesdays and all the gamification um, infused in that loyalty program, right? Which is one of the largest in the world for those that are familiar with it. We work across the globe across all the different businesses within Dell, right? And their technology space, you know, in this space, we work with, with brands like TGI Fridays and Ruby Tuesdays, and how do we in, in use gamification to drive actually different parts of their business, whether that's, you know, through their loyalty program in restaurant, special tent pole events, 
right? And how do we then use these tools as parts of their business to drive specific behaviors that can drive actually very measurable impact on what they So I guess, are there like a specific restaurant campaign that you can talk about with the results? You know, what, you know, we did this particular game because I know you have hundreds of games. I mean, it's really incredible what you guys, the platform that you guys have available. Uh, You know, it's something that is that you can see this was what we did. You know, it worked with this brand and it was this particular thing and the measurable results. Yeah, no, th- and there's all there's a whole bunch. I can I can talk about one that's that's very recent and, and and even something that's you know kind of kind of industry related too. If if you want to go there, you know, the, one of the one of the campaigns that I really really love is something we've been doing as an ongoing uh, campaign for TJ Fridays and great client, uh, great relationship. You know, just really trust based. Um, one of the things they do is they they they're all about Fridays, and so there's an ongoing campaign around. How they support uh, months that have five Fridays, so there's a whole the whole engagement, and so so when you have five Fridays, there's a there's a there's an engagement that we do gamification through their app, and you have to like you know you know it's kind of a, a scratcher type mechanic, but you scrape off the dinner plate, and and so there's a whole win earn component tied to the loyalty program, and as they do that, right, we 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 keep doing this, so we've seen when they do these five Fridays campaigns as they talk about it. We, we, we're getting double the normal engagement through the app. Um, we've seen 24% increases in sales, right? So we're seeing this direct attribution and in, in, in what we're seeing with that client, but across all sorts of other clients, and this even spills over to my, my history, we're seeing the same things is, you know, a lot of loyalty programs are highly transactional in nature, right? And I think we, we start to see that. I mean, I could go on my phone, I have probably 15 of them. And most of them are, are very similar. You're going to buy this, you're going to get five of these, or you're going to earn some points and you're going to ultimately get a thing. Um, and, 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 and the challenge there is like, is it actually driving loyalty? And so what our clients have been doing, what we're learning you know, over, over and over and over again is how do we then break out of that sea of sameness? How do we then drive something that's going to be fun, rewarding, have have something that like the way that it's, it, I love to think about it is how are we trading value to get value, right? What are we giving the consumer a fun, a game, an intrinsic benefit of I'm doing this thing and it's fun, but maybe some kind of an in- extrinsic benefit of like, you have a chance to win a prize or you're unlocking a certain feature or you're earning more points, right? And you get this sweet spot of trading value to get value where the consumer is happy to now spend a minute and a half, two minutes, two and a half minutes with the brand that they maybe not have, would not have spent, especially in this higher value equation. And, and, and what we see that it does parlay into higher sales, right? Another, another restaurant client did some things similar around a tentpole event. And, you know, they saw 50% increase in, in website return traffic during that, that event. So like numbers they'd never seen before, right? They're new to file CRM. So new people that, that signed up for emails, new people that downloaded their app, you know, this, that became their number one occasion in driving that behavior, right? Because there was an incentive to come back and play and spin the wheel and see if you won. Like those are, those are things that actually have measurable, measurable behavior change benefit. Right. So particularly you mentioned that Friday's campaign, which kind of leads into my next thought about the importance of 
you know, those games to be authentic to the brand that you're working with. Um, and the Fridays, that's just a perfect, you know, it really doves, dovetails together. Um, so, you know, how do you how do you find that? How do you identify what's going to work for one brand and and what may just fall flat for another brand? A lot of when, when we're when we're in a strategic conversation with a client, I, I've done this for my whole career. So it's 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 something that I, I was I was pleased to see that Cataboom did before I got here and something I continue to emphasize is well, the first question that we ask clients is like, what are our objectives? And, and in priority order, like really to to have that conversation, that hard conversation, some of those up front, like what does success look like? You know, it's sometimes people say, oh, it's sales, sales, and sales, right? right. Like, and that's, and that's going to take us down a, sometimes a different path than, oh, we're trying, we have a new menu item. We're trying to get intro, you know, introduce us. We're trying to drive app downloads. Like those are going to take us in different places. And so when you think about crafting the right strategy on how we're going to create this, there is the game mechanic. And so in our library, we have we call over two, 200 game mechanics across 20 different types of types or categories. So we can, we can look at that library and see what is most appropriate. Sometimes it's tied to the concept. And then if we have a prizing or a reward mechanism, it's, it's how you put those two things together. What are we trying to achieve? Who are we trying to target? And how do you then figure, figure out what those things are so it works in the, in the most optimal way? Right. And sometimes there, there, there can be a great prize or reward. And sometimes, it, it, you know, maybe you don't even need a reward. So I'll give you two examples. So in my past um, life, w one of our big clients was Taco Bell. And so you may have seen for years, uh, and we ran this for year, many years, they did a partnership with Xbox. And it was, it was obviously tied to very millennial, you know, con consumer base, very simple program, instant win, driven through SMS, right? That's how we wanted to reach that target, right? Um, that's how they communicated. That's how it was. And it was all around win it before you can buy it, Xbox stuff. And every year is a different thing. There was a cold plated one. There was all these kind of unique things really driven around how do we create the thing that's going to be a stimulus for that customer, right? You know, that worked amazingly well. I think it ran for six. Um, and, you know, similarly, though, like we, we just helped uh, another, there was another campaign that just ran for TGI Fridays, much more simple, had no incentive. They were, they were, they're featuring their new three items for $28 meals. Like you get two, two entrees and a dessert or, or an appetizer. Um, and so what, what they did is they just delivered via email to their database. They used our slot machine game. So if you imagine there's like three wheels spinning and you just press the button and it, it, because they had so many great choices, it let you just kind of randomly see all the great options that you could see that you can assemble this, this and A, B and C for $20, D, E and F for $28. And it, it was just a fun way to engage with that email in a, a much more dynamic way than just static text. Right. And it, so, so both of those were very effective email, open rate, click through rate, engagement, driving to the website with, with, with TGI Fridays and that email campaign, obviously much bigger national campaign for Taco Bell, measurable sales results as we're trying to reach that, that demographic. So there's, you can see there's many ways that we would do that. And again, it goes back to where I started. What are your objectives? What are we trying to achieve? What are the budgets? How do we want to do that? And then part of that, 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 that is having those conversations to figure that out. So talking about demographics. Yeah. yeah. 
is gamification something that is working for one particular demographic or it, are the rewards something that kind of pulls everybody in? It, it is it is very broadly accepted. I mean, so, you know, the games can make a little bit of a difference. And I say a little bit because there could be think that the prizing or the skin. So in our platform, every every game can be basically 100% skinned. Every pixel can be customized for the brand or the campaign. So it's never a Cataboom program. It's your brand and it's just getting so so that makes that that changes the paradigm there of like it can look however you want. I can show you five different spin the wheels and they look a hundred percent different for each other, right? So it it can look more highbrow, it can look more QSR, it can be more simple, it can be more kitschy, like all those things are customizable. And then when you overlay like instant win prizes and the chance to win those prizes now can then have a different affinity based on who you're trying to reach. Um, so that's part of it. And then there are different games that can try to drive different behaviors. Some are very designed to be very simple. So we want to get somebody who's on the go and is just quick and you want to spin the wheel or do a little scratch off. Great, simple mechanic. But we, we like one of our newest games, which I love, we call Word Fury. It's based on, it's basically based on Wordle. And we, we've kind of configured it where you can do all sorts of things that Wordle can't do, like prizing. Um, you could do a lot more with that, right? Yeah, you know, you, obviously, it's a lot higher engagement than spin the wheel. You have to guess. You have multiple guesses. You can have clues. You can have clues on social media. You can do all sorts of stuff to integrate that. So, you know, those games, Wordle, what we're seeing is it may be a little bit more bent on 35+. plus. Right where you know some of the other mechanics, depending on how you do it, could it could have a, a, a different audience start. You know, part of what you're also talking about is all of this data, yeah. and you know we talk a lot on the main course about data and how it's collected and and how you can it, you can just be overwhelmed with all of the data and how to kind of figure out what it's telling you and the story that it's telling. And, you know, and not going down too many rabbit holes with it. Um, so, you know, what kind of data do you really get that um, can help the restaurants make better decisions? Well, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a couple things. Um, I'll go down probably like maybe three little, little mini rabbit holes. So the first one is, you know, in, in these kind of engagements, it's very typical. I mean, sales is captured usually by the client, but we can get that. Or if there's pin codes or something, we capture that. Um, a lot of it is time spent. You know, it is return visits. It is what are the components that consumers are engaging in so we can understand what they really enjoy to do. Um, it is it is about, you know, email or CRM opt-in or app downloads. Those are really important things um, that that people will look at from a data. The, the other part of it, though, is, you know, we, we see in the industry, like some of the trends are really around things like personalization and understanding and learn, learning more about our customers. So, Depending on the game and how we do it, and this goes going going full circle back again to objectives, right? That's where that becomes so important. Is what what are we trying to do? If we're trying to also learn about customers as part of these engagements, what do we do about that? So, for example, like I'll I'll give you give it give a a little teaser about one of the upcoming games that we have is it's actually going to be based on inspired by Tinder, and it has nothing to do with dating. Right. Um, swiping. It's about swiping and, and it's going to be called Swipe It. And so Swipe It is basically, think of it as like, it's a, it's a mechanic consumers already know. Everybody knows Tinder, swipe left, swipe right. But it's, I'm going to oversimplify. 
if I if I have a a um, dessert menu, do I like chocolate or vanilla? Do I like butter pecan or Rocky Road? Well, so you're going to go in and be able to create an engagement around swiping. And as part of that, I'm going to now know Barbara likes chocolate and Aaron likes vanilla. And what can I now start to do with it, right? So we're going to see the, the results of how macro participation is. We're also going to be able to depend, um, append user files. So yes, first party data, somebody signs up, registers, downloads the app, gets us our information. Zero party data as part as how people engage and what are we able to learn about them through diff all sorts of different behaviors, like one of the things that I mentioned before. Um, the third, the third little rabbit hole uh, is is I'll give you an example. There's a really really big sandwich shop that we that I, they worked with in my my former life, a uh, really big one. And so one of the programs we created for them was a a, a, a campaign. It was not a campaign. It was a a strategy that we called leveling up. And so we ran this multiple times over multiple years. But the 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 gamified way that it was designed is the more you buy, the better prize you're playing for. So in most programs, you go and you play and everybody's playing for the same prize pool. And so what we did with these guys is we said, okay, your first game play, you're playing call it the $10 prize. The second, okay, you want, you want to play for the $100 prize, want to spin the wheel. We had all, every, everything had a different game, could add a different creative theme. But the, the strategy was, okay, I want to play for the $100 prize. Guess what I have to do? I have to come back in the store and now purchase again, transact. And then the third prize. What was really interesting about that is we were able to go back to the data and how, how you can start to think about these things. So that first level, we let you in if you purchase, but we also had, we gave, we gave people free codes to enter. So just simplistically, there, was a, there were about 11 of them in the marketplace, but there was a free code on Facebook. There's a free code on Twitter. There's a free code on XYZ. So we would actually be able to know, Barbara, did Barbara come in the first time actually going and buying her sandwich and then continue on from there? Did you go? Did Aaron come in through Facebook? And then I became a paying customer. So real time during the promotion, we could say Facebook is driving more transactions, right? Because we know you came in through Facebook and then second visit was purchase or Twitter. And the, the, the media team could actually change, uh, adjust media spend real time during the promotion based on which media was driving the best results. So that's where I would say these three, these three little rabbit holes I took you on is the, the, the way you start to craft these programs can become extremely strategic based on how we're actually trying to drive performance. Right. So you've mentioned the level up program and how um, it was repeated. So how, you know, what makes for a uh, you know, a good campaign, how long does it last? And where do you get to that where you say, yeah, guests love this and they really responded really well. So we're going to do it again. Yeah, that, that's, that's a great, that's a great program. Most campaigns, if somebody does like a tent pole or a, you know, the summer we're working, uh, there's a, a large hamburger chain. We're working on a, a really awesome summer program that's going to launch in uh, June this year. And and most of these will be, you know, some kind of a tentpole. They're typically four to six weeks. Um, there's no magic to that. I've seen some that have been two, but usually unless you're, you're coming up with a lot of additional marketing or pricing, like it kind of runs its course in that time, right? You move on to the next marketing thing or the next cycle. So most of these would run for four to six weeks. Even if you look at some of the, you know, 
I, I had the blessing to to help support McDonald's monopoly for nine years. Like those are typically again in that type of four to six week cycle. Um, and so you, so you start to learn about that. And, and what you start to glean from that is again, again going back to objectives yeah. is what are we trying to achieve? And a lot of these cases, like sales is always one of those three objectives. And usually it's number one, right? Like, and so, so understanding how we build the program in order to motivate that behavior, the leveling up example was exactly about that. How are we driving more sales during that six week window? Right? Because we wanted to level you up when, if you got to level two, I'll go back to the leveling up, clearly we wanted people to come back the third time, right? So we could be able, you could send communications through the app or through email saying, hey, Barbara, hey, you've, you're playing for the $100 prize, one more sandwich, you're playing for the $1,000 prize. Oh, shoot, okay. Well, if that email comes to you at 1030 in the morning and you're like, where am I going to lunch today? Hmm, right, should I go to the burger place or the sandwich place, right? In this case, you're going to say, well, okay, I'm one more, one more sandwich and I'm playing for a thousand dollars and it actually works. Right. And so when people, when we start to think about results in that case, you know, we know how many people, they, they know their baseline, they know how their typical promotions were, they know how the leveling up promotions were that drove more performance, right? We know how many people bought sandwiches. We know how many people engaged. Um, what we still found from most of our clients. Um, both here and at, in my past life, is that these type of programs are still the number one, by far, driver of CRM growth and app downloads. So when you do a promotional campaign, they still do it because independent of sales, which almost every time that you're seeing this 5 to 15% bump in sales during these promotion periods, independent of that, it's still the number one way that they're driving new users into their platform. So, um, you know, you mentioned um, the game inspired by Tinder and you know, are, is that where you're getting new ideas for games by kind of being a cultural touchstone and kind of saying, hey, you know, people are doing this and kind of finding ways that people are doing things and something that may they may respond to uh, in a gamification sense. Mm -hmm. Very much so. So there's a couple of ways we do it. Yeah, we're looking at what are people playing? What do people know? There's most of the games that we have in the library are things that people that that, that are very intuitive, right? You don't have to retrain behavior. And, and I think one of the things we it, that it's, it's, it's fairly obvious, but you, you know, when you look at it, when you when you're presenting somebody something to somebody, the skin can change, the incentives can change, but you have to teach people how to use it every time you're going to get a lot of, lot of abandonment, right? So, so er, er, people know Wordle, right? Half the, have, most of the world played it. Uh, you're every day, yes. Right. <laughs> so, so people know it, right? We don't have to teach people how to play Wordle, but we have our version of it. So you can now marketing skin that like a, a different industry, but I'll give you an example. Like people can be really creative with our Wordle. We have an airline partner and the airline partner wants to take Wordle and the strategy that we, we they talked, we, we were asking them all this kind of objectives and questions and, and, and they were saying, yeah, we, you know, we got all these destinations and we have some destinations that are new. And so we're actually going to use Wordle in their case to highlight destination. So maybe it's, it's, um, Detroit to Dallas. So, so your Wordle word is DTW, DFW, right? Your airplane code. So you could, that's where you can start to use these games to have fun. 
Um, so, so we are inspired by things that we see in the marketplace, Wordle, Tinder, all those kind of things. And then um, one of the things that I started to develop too, it, it, and it's been more ad hoc, but I'm going to make it formalized is actually like a client advisory council. So we're take, talking to several of our clients and, you know, it was a minimum investment a couple, a couple times a year, but we want to hear, hear what they're seeing. You know, we want to talk to our clients. What are you seeing? What are you hearing from your teams? What do you want? What is your business need? And I think that's, you know, you always want to have your, 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 your ear to the street. Like what, what is the market asking for? And so we listen to our clients. We talk to our clients all the time, right? That's part of chief client officer, right? That's part of my job is I want to understand from the clients what is working, what's not working, what do they love? What do they want more of? And, and, and then our product team can start to go and run with that. And we have a pipeline now. Um, I think, I think there, well, I know for sure is the fact we have a plan to have a new game every month this year as part of our innovation pipeline. And I think at least half of those have come from some kind of a client germ, right? Like that, which is really, really exciting. So I was looking at the Kataboom website and I saw this really great phrase, um, which is an on the move audience demands multiple touch points. Um, so can you kind of elaborate on, you know, on the importance of this, um, you know, particularly, you know, as all of these restaurant chains are really scrambling to reach the guests at the points where they are, their delivery, pickup, all of that, which obviously has become so important, you know, uh, with the pandemic. Um, so, you know, what does that phrase kind of like crystallize and mean to what you do at Catamount? Yeah, it's, it's, I love that question. So thank you for that. Um, the, the, I, I used to, you know, I, I spent some time early in my career in shopper marketing, right? So in reality, shopper marketing and retail and, and restaurants, it's, it's, it's actually not too dissimilar, right? As we're trying to drive behavior, getting people into doors or restaurants or, you know, see, it, it's similar. I remember back in the day, we, I, I, this is 20 years ago, but we had PowerPoints and it had a straight line. We got to go from A to B to C to D to get, get her into the store and buy whatever that is. And in today's world, that line is so far from straight. It's squiggly and crooked and goes forward and backwards. And I think um, that's a really important part for us to remember, you know, somebody's behavior and somebody's um, customer journey, shopper journey, you know, lunch journey, dinner journey, those are, it's not linear anymore. And I think that's the important part that we talk about is as you're on the move, you need multiple touch points. How do you reach him or her where they workshop and play? You know, it, it, it is all about this thing, this, 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 this computer in our pockets. Right. And, and, and I, like I say, people are voting with their thumbs, right? Like, what do they do? Where do you go? And so to be able to have multiple touch points, yes, everybody has an app now. Is everybody using that app? Like I said, I have 15 or 20 of them. So how do I make that app more interesting? How my TGI Fridays, amazing job. How do you use email? Email still works if done right. How am I using the incentives there? How am I infusing some of these things into my show social? How am I infusing some of these things into SMS? It could actually all be the same um, gamification campaign, just delivered through all those different channels with different tweaks. And that's what we mean by that, because you can't just say, well, I sent out an email blast, so I hope it works. Maybe, but if you're really trying to hit them, you know, I and, and even within a campaign and different users, I may respond really well to SMS, you may respond well to email, 
my 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 18 year old in college, he, he's probably going to you know use his in app notification respond differently. So not only do we have to think about how we reach any customer around this nonlinear journey, but even within a given campaign, how do we try to make sure we have enough touch points to reach everybody how they like to communicate? And that's what we mean by that statement. Right. So what is next? Where are we going with gamification? Um, you know, it, are we going to be in meta? Is Are things going to be happening in there? I know, you know, a lot of the restaurants are, you know, kind of circling the waters in the space and doing stuff, some of them more and kind of connecting to the real life. Um, you know, so what do you what do you think is next? And so it's a great question. And I don't know if you saw Oreo just did a great new campaign that launched uh, this week around meta and they have the Oreo verse and I, I still think that's very niche. It's going to grow, but like, you know, I, it, there's a certain group that's going to use it. it. It's fun to play with. I, I don't think it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's not going to, it's not, it hasn't really tipped the scales yet. Um, the, the trends that I still see, and when I say I see, this is what our clients are telling us when we're having conversations. Um, the, there's two really hot buttons that I don't, I, I, I have been around for a little bit, but I think continue to be really, really prevalent. And the first is, and, and really, it's it, it's driven about this idea of now. We're in a now, now, now world, right? Like if there's news and you miss it on Twitter, it's expired in an hour, right? Like if if, if something's going on, I need to know now. I want to I want to find out if how I play now. I want to find out if I won now. I want to find out what's going on now, right? Like, and some people don't have patience. And so, in our world, that's about instant gratification, right? Yes, we do lots of sweepstakes and stuff here and there, but the idea of having incentives where you're going to find out now how many points I got, did I get a reward, did I win, what did I win, um, leveraging instant gratification and having this mindset of how am I going to engage with people and give them some kind of a benefit or a result now is going. It matters more than ever, and I don't. I just think I think that is just that's just something we all have to be very cognizant of, um, and then. It's, it's semi-tied to that is personalization, right? And we've seen through campaigns where you can personalize every, you know, all those different touch points from emails to in-app notifications to any type of CRM. People respond more because at the end of the day, what do people care about? Everybody here cares about number one, right? Like, and so because of that, people, whether, you know, we want, we love pay it forward campaigns and the person in the, behind you, it's there in front of you at Starbucks pays for like, right. yes, that's great. At the end of the day, when it comes down, push comes to shove, people still care about number one. And so how do you personalize that? How do you make that reward, that prize more relevant? And sometimes it's really, really, right? Like we've done campaigns where we do like pick your prize. Do you instantly want to play for A, B, or C? Right. I'm going to oversimplify. You know, if you have a if you have a promotion that says win an iPad, well, Barbara, what if you have you're an Android family? That's not an interesting problem for you. So like we've done, I'm gonna get oversimplified, but like, hey, instantly win a trip to the beach, the mountains, or or camping or whatever it is. You know, if you don't like the sun and the beaches, well, you're like, oh, I love skiing. I'm gonna go. So now be being able to have that personalization. Now that makes that just so much more relevant for you. Right. So doing those kind of things to make it instant and relevant is, is I think what we're hearing is, is really moving the needle in this market. 
Right. And it's still the connection. It's about the connection, which we're in hospitality. That's that's what it's all about. Um, you know, I remember hearing, you know, the, some restaurant thought leaders talking about how, you know, the best technology in restaurants is one that enhances it so that we can be hospital, you know, we can focus on that, you know, yeah. the in-person things and kind of have everything running in the background. Um, what would be your best advice to, you know, a restaurant brand that's kind of wants to engage in all of this and and starting out, obviously, you know, reaching out to you guys, but, you know, what, what are the kind of things that they should be focused on and thinking how to how to make a really great campaign that works for them and their guests. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I always like I have, I, you know, I have some, some thoughts. I always say like, OK, what are successful programs? Like most successful programs have X. I think part of it is client like if, if, when you can allow lead time that, that helps making sure you understand those objectives. Again, I think it's the fourth or fifth times I've mentioned that because that's really fundamental, right? I want to do this cool campaign. Why? Okay. What are we trying to achieve? Right? So when we're done with that thing, we're like, did it work or didn't it work? Right? How do we set it up? And it, as, as partners, you know, you know, we're really de- deliberate about saying that, right? How do you make sure that you have that? But the best programs are actually the most simple, right? How do you make it easy, simple to understand, easy to access and easy to participate? So like, and, and and one of the things that actually drew me to Cataboom is we actually have like, there's actually these five, it, it, it can get complicated for a conversation like this, but for how we deploy and how we at, get the program to customers, there's actually five different ways we can actually deliver them to that, that experience, which makes, again, that goes down, how do you make it easy to access? Um, when you think about prizing and rewards, I always like to say you have you the best prize and rewards combine aspirational plus perceived likelihood. So, um, you know, think of it as um, when somebody does a, a an instant win or a sweepstakes. I mean, you, it's overly simplified again, but like win a trip to Hawaii. And if you asked everybody, like, oh, what's my odds of winning that trip to Hawaii? You say, oh, one in a million, right? But if you say win a trip to Hawaii plus one of a thousand instant win prizes, that could just be free dessert, right? We're tying to a menu. I mean, it's, it's tied to, right? Now people go, a thousand chances of winning. Oh my God, I must want to really got to do this. And so, so that's that when I, and this is an Aaronism, but I call it, how do you combine the big sexy plus velocity prizing? And there's, there's a, there's a magic to that. Um, and so, so that's, and then the last part of it is, is you start with objectives and then you, you work with a, a great partner, an agency, you know, your internal team to, to go back to that, how do I think of this formula to trade value to get value? I'm asking a consumer to do this, download my app, sign up for the program, go into the restaurant. Do, it, it, is the value or the perceived value I'm going to get a chance, the, the chance to win those prizes, free points, uh, you know, up, upgraded menu item, is that worth my time to do that? So that would be kind of the, the initial roadmap that we think about and how we craft that. As somebody's thinking about how to get into it, and it can be a little bit daunting. The reality is, like, there is the ability to crawl, walk, run, right? Yeah, you could dive into the deep end of the pool and do the next McDonald's Monopoly type program, and that's possible. But there's ways that you can you can you can do something to start to understand, get your business into it, get your marketing team into it, you know, get your 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 employees into it, where you're doing something that 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 is a lot more simple. And 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 I could I, I said I've seen programs. That a client spends two hundred fifty thousand dollars and it's a huge success, 
I've seen clients where we're like, let's just keep this simple, stupid. And it's 25,000 and we've seen great success too, right? So more money doesn't always make it better, right? It, and it's because that, again, going back to the noise in the marketplace, like simple works. So last question, because I think we could just keep going on and on, but uh, how important is it for brands to engage right now in something that's fun with guests yeah. coming out of the pandemic? You know, I was, I was gonna I was gonna make that point earlier, and we and end up on one of our fun tangents here. Um, I think that's the, that's the key is like people want to have fun, right? And and it, we're, there's a lot of seriousness going on in the world. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of stress going on in the world. People are dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, and I, I think it's okay. It's it, it's it's like one of those. It's okay to have a little fun, right? And part of part of going out to eat is that experience. It is about having fun, whether it's at 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 at, at, a, at a fast casual or a QSR, whether it's at at you know at 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 at, at a, a sit down restaurant. Like it's it, you're going out to eat to enjoy yourself, right? So why not have some fun? And when you think about that continuum of engagement, how do we make sure that there's some fun? Maybe before you visit, how do you have some fun? You know, you know, I always call this like that, 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 that window where you place your order with your server and you have to wait for your food. You know, we love to say that everybody's sitting there talking to each other, but in reality, they're sitting there playing on the phone yeah. so <laughs> as they're doing that. Why could they not have some fun with your brand? Right. And we're all the while we're reinforcing some benefits. So I, I told you're so spot on Barbara with the idea of like, how do we have some fun? And if you make people smile and, and they have that memorable experience of like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Wow. XYZ brand. Like not only did I have a great meal, my server was awesome, but like, you know what, maybe I want something or I did something that was kind of cool. And you know what, that, that, that's great. I think in the world we could use a little bit more fun. So thank you for bringing that up. It's a great point. Perfect. Thank you so much. This was absolutely amazing.